Two brothers would united form the Pixar Majors with the power to review Pixar movies and basically say anything that comes to their mind. Fighting the powers of evil with their mouths, their mouths, with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host Jake Hollingsworth and greetings everybody and sadly we're still using an iPad. Yes, we will come into possession of a new microphone soon, hopefully, uh, to continue with this iPad uh, microphone. Uh, we will get a new one soon. So, yeah. anyway. <clears throat> so we've had some, a lot of news going around for these past few weeks. Like, for example, the big one going around is that Gina Carano was fired from the Mandalorian. I'm surprised they didn't even cover this. But yeah, so I mean, this is old news, but we're just, cut, we're just we have forgotten to cover this in the past episode. But yes, sadly, Gina Carano was fired from the Mandalorian as Cara Dune because of some highly controversial tweets in comparing being a Republican to like being Jews in the World War II. And apparently, they thought that was too far, and they just decided to give her the boot. And they were originally going to announce her as the lead of Rangers of the New Republic, but like at Vester's call, but. There have been some, she had said some stuff, I think it was about like voting, possibly in November, and then they made everybody mad, and then they just decided to scrap those plans, because Disney knew if they announced that, they would be in, people would get mad. But now, there's a rumor floating around that, um, Kara Du was supposed to be the lead of Rangers of the New Republic, but since Jane Carolina got fired, the rumor leading around, going around now, is that... Hera Syndulla from Star Wars Rebels will be taking Cara Dune's spot as the lead of the show. Which I think is a pretty smart choice because, like, well, mainly one thing, one thing for sure, that signals they didn't, they didn't really have a script before this point. They, didn't, they must, may not, might not have had much of a script. And number two, I think that's a pretty smart choice, even though it is another, even though it's another, it's another fan service thing of bringing a, a fan-favorite anime character into live action. And so I think it would, fit, it would fit pretty well as a replacement Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, and also real quick, I just want to mention some stuff. So Spotify had this like stream on event thing that happened like a week or two ago where they talked about new stuff for just their platforms, new stuff for Spotify, a lot of boring stuff about algorithms and whatnot. Uh, but there was one part where they talk about Anchor because uh, Spotify, <clears throat> Spotify owns Anchor. Uh, it's like a... Uh, like a, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but they own Anchor, nonetheless. So, uh, Anchor is, uh, they just announced some new features that they're coming out with. So first is a, like, a subscription thing. It's basically just Patreon, if, uh, you don't know what Patreon is. So it's like, I think, I think, from my understanding, it is, you'd, like, pay for different levels for the podcast. So, like... I'd pay for a, diff- a higher level, the highest level of subscription, and then I'd be able to listen to every episode. And, and then the person, the uh, people making the podcast can, like, restrict episodes for certain levels and stuff. I don't think we're going to do that. Um, not, probably not anytime soon. We might do that, uh, but, we're, yeah, definitely not anytime soon. We're not <laughs> popular and big enough yet to do something like that. So don't worry, all of our episodes will be free <laughs> for a while. Uh, so the other thing is Q&As, which uh, these next two are, are what I'm mostly excited about because we're definitely going to be utilizing these. So Q&As, so like, uh, I think part, in the, part of the episode could be like a question and then people can like respond to the episode, I'm pretty sure, and comment and like uh, it's kind of like YouTube comments where you can pin certain comments and highlight them and stuff. So that'll be cool. I'm excited for that. Uh, then we can ask you guys questions and stuff. And the third one is polls, which is probably the most exciting. So we could be like, what do you want to see as our main topic? And we could list like four different things. And the one that the most people vote has the most percentage would win. Uh, so that those are all very exciting. I just wanted to quickly mention that. Uh, 
but those are some upcoming things for Anchor that I'm very excited about. Uh, and if you didn't know, you will find out very soon that Anchor is what we use to record this podcast. Yeah. So, or not what we use to record, what we use to publish the podcast. So, those are just uh, quick dates on Anchor. And is there anything else? Yes, there's two more things. Yeah. One is that so the director was recently sat down and was like doing an interview. This happened like recently, like today, I think. I just caught up on it. And basically, he said that there's a lot of surprising things in this upcoming episode, in episode nine, and that this main. This oh, so main you're talking? You're talking about WandaVision? Yeah, the director of episode nine. Like the director of the whole show oh. has said that there's some surprising things in episode nine. Now the whole story is basically about Wanda's grief. Now she lost her parents, her brother, and the love of her life, who is a robot. Um, and how, um, and how, like, how do you, it's like, just how do you deal with that grief? And that's what the whole show is yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And he said that, that the end, it's not like, it's not, he said the ending isn't too surprising, but it made sense from the beginning of the show. Oh. And he was also asked if Evan Peters is a civilian from the MCU or he is the X-Men Fox version. And he said, all he said was, all will be revealed in episode 9. So, not a concrete answer. And also, some sad things about the aerospace engineer. He didn't confirm, Eli sadly sadly was right about this, but the person who we met when we first, but the aerospace engineer was that major who brought the, was that girl person who brought the vehicle back in episode 7. Oh, that is annoying. He did confirm it. It's not Reed Richards. It's not Hank McCoy Beast. Sadly, it is that little girl, which is a big... Little girl. Which is not little girl. That woman person, I don't remember her name. Yeah, good win or whatever. Bad win, because she is bad. I know. I was was in the group that I would have loved... Now, I would have loved to see Beast make his debut, but I was in the group that wanted John Krasinski Mr. Fantastic. I think the nerds and, like, people just got a little too excited about because because we were all like, why would they hype it up just to let us down? They weren't really hyping it up. It wasn't it was like something talked about. It was like they were just shoving it in our face. They were just like, they're just like kind of subtly just saying it. So yeah. I didn't want to be right. I was hoping that we would get something, but I was saying I don't want to get my hopes up too high and then be like so surprised. Ah oh, man, it's just not. It's just blah, blah, blah. So, it also has a clear bit of confusion. Hank McCoy Beast is a member of the X Men. Just for anyone who's confused. Yeah. So, and, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, it was... I think nerds just got way too excited about that. Uh, I, I, yeah, maybe we did. Yeah. I thought, like... I mean, I was... And it does confirm what I said. It was, in the subtitles, a woman. Not a man. Okay. I think you got that mixed up. Like, I got Billy and Tommy and names mixed up. I can never remember which, which one they are. Billy is speed, right? No, Tommy is Speed. Oh, really I always get is mixed Wiccan. up. I just oh. never remember which kid. I can never remember which kid is which. You could just I say think. Billy is bad. Because he's the bad kid. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Wiccan. He does some questionable things in the comics. But anyway, another piece of, of news, news? Oh, wait, wait, that we have not talked about. You have forgotten about this. It is the trailer for Luca. Oh! Come out. I wanted to record an episode, but you... So, no, it wasn't. It's was just our schedules had gotten busy. Well, mainly because we had to re- had to record Spider Man No Way Home stuff. No, Luca was the day after. Had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, like we got we were busy, so my lives was just covered here. And honestly, this actually has potential. It was very surprising. I was not expecting. I know it was really weird that we're gonna like jump into the water and they become like no, murder. like literally we were watching the trailer and they were going up the hill and I went, this is just onward, and then they fell into the pool and they turned them. Whoa, fish people, fish people, mer people, whatever you want to call them. They turned into the fish. Yeah, it was just just strange. But I will say this actually is actually looks looks like it has potential. Looks like coming a main story like Coco. So that's a plus for me. It looks actually looks promising. It's not like Soul where I was just like "Mm, I don't know about that. And then, and then um, sadly, I got proven right with soul. But, um... Or no, you just let yourself get biased. No, I didn't let myself get biased. Okay. Um, it's like, oh, maybe it doesn't look so good. And then you just went in, oh, it's not going to be so good. No, I wasn't, I wasn't optimistic, is what I did. But anyway, yeah. So Luca does look like it has some... It has some... It has potential. It's a little... Yeah, it's like, creepy. um... 
It's creepy, what? Well, it's a little... Not creepy. Creepy is the wrong word. It's a little bit weird when we... Yeah, it's a little odd. When when it changes the people, when it changes the fish people, I meant to say. And also... Uh, So, uh, it it looks like it's like they're like... It looks like it's like they're like... But the main premise of the story is they're trying to have the best summer ever while doing all these fish people. Uh, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Is that going to be the description of the movie? They're trying to have the best ever while doing these fish people. No. Uh, so, I, it looks like so they're like descendant, descendants, descendants of um, like these, these fish people. It seems like they're living in a town where they're like notorious for killing these murdered fish type things. Yeah, I think so. Aquatic mammals. So, because... And the trailer like, looks around and there's like pictures of people stabbing with pitchforks or tridents or something. And so it seems like it's the town has been at war with uh, animals. Animals. <laughs> with the fish. Um, he was, they have like, been at war, they, with, they the been at war with the fish people, Connor. They've like, been fighting for generations. And so they're like a part of this family and they're trying to hide it and stuff. And so when they get wet, their scaly skin is revealed. Uh, so it seems interesting. I'm kind of excited. I'm excited yeah. for any Pixar movie because it's a Pixar movie, but, uh, you know, whatever. Alright, uh, so, now for our main topic, we're going to be talking about something that is very popular, and, and uh, you probably heard of it before. And something that may contradict something that we said in Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron episode way back when. Uh, so... Yeah, there's a there was a show back in 2003. It went from 2003 to 2006. 2003, and it was a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog show called Sonic. You'll hear us talking about Sonic a lot, Sonic the Hedgehog a lot on this podcast because I love Sonic the Hedgehog. We so. both do. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So the, it's I don't called love Sonic, but I like him. So Sonic, you like the Sonic lore, but then you love more characters, like characters better than Sonic. I like Shadow. Shadow's amazing. Yeah, which is weird, because typically you like the bright, colorful main character. And I yeah, like that's true. The black or red side character. Uh, so, <laughs> this, but for Sonic, it's flipped. Like, Sonic is my exception to that. So, I, like, well, so, it's this show is Sonic X. Uh, Jake and I have been watching through it recently. Gotta go fast, gotta go fast, gotta go fast, 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 faster. Okay. I would sing the whole rest of the song for you guys, but I'm not gonna torture you. Yeah, please don't. Uh, so, yeah, it's Sonic X. It's it's very popular amongst Sonic fans. It, it had a reference in the Sonic movie too. Yeah. Like when Sonic wakes up after, like when Maddie and Tom make wake him up, he says "Gotta go fast" and he says "Running around." Yeah, and that's even a reference it, to the song. At the end too, uh, the little girl JoJo is running around saying "Gotta go fast, gotta go fast." Yeah. But like that's the main thing that people remember from the show is that theme song, which the theme song is awesome. Yeah, that's the that yeah that's what people like if you say what do you remember most about Sonic X? Gotta go fast, Tom. It's like if you say, what do you remember most about the 90s X-Men cartoon? They'll just go... So, Sonic X, yeah. The show itself, it's pretty good. I can't... Like, sometimes I don't really prefer to... I prefer not to be eating when I watch the show. Yeah. It makes me sick to my stomach. Which, if you guys were confused when I said this may contradict something we said in Age of Ultron... Our Age of Ultron episode way back when. Oh, um, Age so. of Ultron episode, we both admitted that we do not okay, like wait, wait. anime. So season one, episode 15. Yes, I think. No. No. It's season uh, 12, wait. episode 12. Wait. It's episode 12. Are you sure? Wait, I think it's... this is an 11, possibly. Oh, uh, yeah, wait a second. Uh, 12. No, it's 12. It's 12, okay. All right. So is yeah. it, was it 12? Was it, it's the 11th film in the MCU, though. Yeah, so uh, we said on there that we do not like anime. It, it makes, makes us throw up. So but that's still kind of... I still feel the same way about Sonic X. I, yeah, it I, is... I, I like the show enough. Like, the animation, it's just... Uh, like, anime and, is just like... And I had told you... Yeah. yeah, and well, first off, anime is... Let me just get out of the way. Even though we've already made this clear, anime to us is awful. And I want to throw up every time I look at it. But my, my main thing is, I had told you this, but... This mainly, I told you this, this is like the one animation that I can actually look at and not want to throw. Well, because it's somewhat Americanized. But, now that I'm, the more I think about it, I think that, that was more talking about the Sonic characters rather than the humans. The Sonic characters I can look at and not want to throw up oh, yeah. in that show. But the humans are a different story. 
Yeah. Like, for example, the main kid, Chris, who is not from the games, don't no. let that show lie to you. Um, Chris is, first off, he's very annoying and unnecessary, because anime, for some reason, has to have, an, has to have a kid in all their shows. And they all look the same. It's like, and it's you, like Sora, Suwa, Sia, from uh, the Kingdom Hearts games. Which we have not If have you not put played. him and Chris side to side, are they related? Like, if I you, have seen what he looks like, and I will say, you know, they, they do look similar. Dude, I started playing Kingdom Hearts 3 because it was so popular. I was like, oh, I'm gonna play this. Nope, didn't finish it. It just, it, I don't know, I don't like it. Uh, so, anyway, uh, if you put, if you go up to a random stranger who doesn't know either Sonic X or Kingdom Hearts, or haven't even seen, if you put Chris and Stu, Supa next to each I'm just gonna call him Supa, I don't care what his name is. If you put them side to side, and sit side to side, and put them if you put them side by side, <laughs> if you put them side by side, and then you say, "What do you think these two have relation to?" They go, "Are they brothers?" Because they're they look no, and they're not brothers. At, they're you, clones. If you look at the Avengers Revolution show, I still have not watched that. Uh, I think that's what it's called, Avengers. I had said in the Ultron episode I might watch the Spider-Man episode of that. Still haven't. I haven't. Got, I, I only haven't watched really the Deadpool episodes. Anyway, uh, so. Like the kid in that show, when they, because they have to add kids to all. Except of the thing is, in that Avengers show, they have three instead of one. Yeah, and the they're three all annoying kids, and they're all annoying. Yeah, exactly. They all look the same. It's so, so like, annoying. The main thing that draw that draws people in is the Avengers because the Avengers, mm-hmm. not the three dumb kids that you need to add in. Yeah. So, and then so this isn't even. This is kind of like an extension of the Sonic video game and comic lore, uh, basically. So it's like, um... It's not like Sonic Boom where they redesigned the characters. Yeah, it's basically like, it's taking, like a re- This is like They're a, taking them straight adding, out of the games. Yeah, just adding on to it. Because they're... Because they're already... Sonic's already been fighting Eggman, and they've all been doing this for years. And uh, they come to Earth. When he, yeah, when he's fighting... In the beginning of the show, he's like... In the very first episode, the beginning, he's fighting him, and it's the same thing they've been doing in the games and stuff for, for years. years. And so then they just get transported into a new location, location without, without any explanations. And then also, no time for relaxation. I know that's not a lot. It's, it's, it's catchy, okay? No judge. Alright, but yeah, like, but still, like, back to the show itself, I mean, this, I will say the storytelling is actually pretty good. I uh, yeah, sure. When, it's, when it comes to the Sonic stuff, it's really, I'd say it's pretty good. But when it comes to stuff with, like, the Chris stuff, it's annoying. The loose storyline of the show, I think, is pretty good. Uh, and then the... The certain... loose storyline... I think... Isn't the storyline they're trying to figure out why they're there? Is, or no. Like I think it's probably more they're trying to get the Chaos Emeralds and get back. Yeah, uh, so... Real quick, I want to do a better job of explaining the Sonic lore to those who are listening and probably have no idea about what the Sonic lore is. The Chaos Emeralds are... Basically the Infinity, the Infinity Stones. Stones. If you don't know what the Infinity Stones are, the Infinity Stones... Hardcore Sonic fans, don't get mad. It's just what they are. Uh, the the Chaos Emeralds are like these... Each are, is, is, is this emerald. <laughs> it's a gem that has... Each has like its own, I think, specific power. Specific right? power like the Infinity they're Stones. All, they're all very powerful uh, objects. And throughout the games, Eggman is always trying to collect these Chaos Emeralds. And when you unite them, you can make a force... Unstoppable force of evil. Uh, force there's of, and there's not, one not force of evil, just an all powerful force. force. Yeah, just like, yeah, force of evil. So like whenever um, Sonic collects all the infinity all, all the he snaps his fingers. <laughs> I almost said infinity gems. Well, that's what they're called in the comics. Yeah. For some reason, stones, stones. Stone sounds better. Yeah, that's true. But whenever Sonic collects all the chaos emeralds, mm-hmm. they all unite, and he goes yellow. He goes supersonic, or as I or as I sometimes call him, yellow Sonic. Yeah, that, and yeah, he, he can, uh, like, and that's, like, OP Sonic, so... He, like, grew, he, like, glows yellow. Yeah. I think it was introduced in the second game? No, it was in the... Super Sonic? Super Sonic. Yeah, Super Sonic was in the second game. I was gonna say, the Chaos Emeralds have been around forever. Yeah. In the first game. Uh, so... And also, I feel like, um, the first episode was, like, the, was, like, the first game where they, like, introduce Sonic first, and... Well, they, yeah, they kind of introduced... It's kind of an introduction to and those then, who don't know, and... and a continuation for those who know. And so then, yeah, the Chaos uh, Emeralds. Anyway, uh, the Chaos Emeralds are like super powerful. Eggman's always trying to collect them, uh, and in this show he uses one, and he like trying. He's trying to activate it, and so it transports them to Earth essentially. Yeah. Except they're in this city that doesn't exist. With 
this thing called the ST. <laughs> yeah, and then in the first episode, they drop in like all these characters like Sonic, Tails, Amy, Knuckles. Like, like big, they, they dropped a big Rose. Which not very many people know who Big Rose, is. Rose, Rogue, sorry. Rose. <laughs> um, they, and also Cream, who are all Sonic characters. And then they, they get characters like, Earth, wait. we never see them again. I was like, whoa. Do they expect the people who are just getting introduced to the Sonic lore, do they expect them to know who all these characters are? I'm like, some of these people, some of these people, some of these characters people don't really know about. I was like, Big? If you go up to a casual Sonic fan and say, who's Big? You know, I don't know. Uh, so I was like, whoa, they're dropping all these characters. I was like, wow, no introduction, just going right in. But and, like so then, I... and so then as soon as the, because I had forgotten, we used to watch this all the time when we were kids. Yeah, we watched it every Saturday. Or like when we were little. Like what I said was, in the first few episodes, like episode one, we, we, had, we had, it's just Sonic and the Earth world. And then number two, we learned that there's cream there too. He goes to get cream. I think Tails shows up at the end too. Poss- I think possibly Tails like comes the in. the first Sonic movie. Well, it's just like the second Sonic game, yeah. And then I feel like they started no, to- Like with Tails showing up at the end. And, ep- and then episode three, they have Knuckles and Amy show up together. Yeah. Which poor Knuckles. And they're just walking. And there was this really laughable moment where uh, he's like, I will not get distracted from my mission. And then, <laughs> what's that? And he goes and gets distracted. Like, okay, we watched that. He's like, I will not. He's like, I will not be sidetracked. And he's like, and then they hear a noise. He goes, what's that? And I'm like, and then, and then I literally just said, getting sidetracked. Yeah, he goes, no. Uh, and then he just goes and uh, gets sidetracked. So that was a pretty laughable moment. Uh, I and like, Amy's just like, I will not. I will not follow you if you say anything, anything more mean about Sonic. And then 10 seconds later, she ends up following him. So, no one basically just that at the lesson of the episode is lie! Lie, lie, lie! Also, Knuckles digits them at the end of the third episode, too. No, we feel like they favored Knuckles. Again! And was it episode 12 that we said the favoriting thing? I don't think it was. I don't know. In one of our episodes in season one, of our, we, we, I think it was episode 13, maybe, of season one. Uh, so, we, t- we explained, uh, we, and we'll explain it here. We have this gift, okay? Jake and I have this amazing gift, okay? Not only are we super great at recording podcasts, but we uh, we have this gift where we can sense when a TV show or movie favorites a character. And when the people behind it have this one character that they just love so much, and maybe they're not the main character. Probably the writer's favorite character. Yeah, and they're like this side character. And so they keep popping up and are just like, when they're on screen, they just spend way too much time with them, or they're just always focusing on them or something and sometimes it'll get annoying for Jake and I and a lot of times uh but it'll be oh favoritism and then once we realize it then it gets really annoying uh and I know with, who you think you think is a prime example of favoritism uh uh Ahsoka Ahsoka ooh that's like Dave yeah exactly Dave Filoni's prime movie. example of this is Ahsoka from uh Star Wars. Clone Wars and Rebels. Like Dave Filoni, oh, I created this character, and so I'm just gonna put her in every single thing that I make. Okay, that sounded wrong. She's his baby. That's what everyone refers to her as, as Dave Filoni's baby. So, like, as far as, like, crea- creation goes. Is he married? Yes, so, duh. He is? Well, who would, who would, well, there are some unmarried people out there, but still, like, yeah. Uh, is he married? No, he is not. Never mind. Why um, would he have? But like baby? I said, there are some people out there who let's are. Let's call her his grandchild, okay? Let's not call her his baby. <laughs> it's <laughs> not like that, like that, but okay. But anyway, yeah, Knuckles is definitely one. And the, yeah, uh, Knuckles. And moral of the story: Knuckles is favorite. Favorite. Yes, well, point. That's the point of the story. But I will say that Sonic is a much video game video game character than a much certain a much better video game character. Much better, much better video game character than a certain red and blue wearing hat wearing midget named Mario. Which, on a quick side note, I explain my disliking for Mario is the simple fact that he is dumb. I don't like him. All right, perfect. Back to Sonic. <laughs> no, I'm not done. Um, Mario, it's just first off, the games are way too. First, the games are way too complicated. Second, they're so mean they're you die. Com- Dude, you like, can't finish any video game if you think Mario is complicated. Well, okay, but like still, like they're so mean. It's like when you die, it's like too bad, which is like super mean. And then, first of all, I don't understand. And then three, Mario is just like useless in his game. He doesn't do anything. Like all the other characters have like oh, yeah, specific right, about them. Uh, Mario is just. Dumb. So that's the quick, quick sign note. I do not like Mario strictly because he is useless. 
anyway. That is, uh, that is about as dope as you playing Mario to me. I'm sorry. I just don't like Mario. Sonic is better. Anyway. Sure, I think Sonic is better. I'm extremely biased because I've loved Sonic since I was two. Not probably since I was two. But, um, since I was a little kid, a little youngin'. Uh, so. I do like Sonic better, but I don't dislike Mario. Anyway, back to Sonic X. So I would say, even though it's anime, I have I have to hold it back a little bit, strictly because it is anime. Yeah, and, and like literally, Eggman when he talks, he doesn't match up. There's no articulation in his mouth. He goes, "Ah, That's what he does. That's how he talks. Hello, Sonic. He goes, Yeah. I think it's because it was it was recorded to match Japanese talk, and they just translated it to English, maybe. Uh, I don't know, that's my guess. Uh, but, yeah, so, still, anyways, we, can, we can't we can speak really past the first five, six episodes, because <laughs> we're still watching through it, and we don't remember much uh, from when we were a little young. I do remember that Shadow is in, is in one episode at some point. Yeah, I, just, I, yeah, I remember that, too. I remember watching it on YouTube. Not Which, on fun YouTube. fact, the director, Jeff Fowler, of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, he first worked on cutscenes for the Shadow the Hedgehog game. Really? Yes. That's that's interesting. And there's a uh, cool story about how Ben Schwartz got the role of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, we'll have to say that for another day. Yeah. So, when, when will we do it? Uh, so when will we season five. Whenever we talk about Sonic <laughs> X again. But again, yeah, like, like if we finish it at some point. But anyway, yes, I say it's a good show. My two things that hold it back are the one, the fact that it's anime, and two, Chris in general. Oh my goodness. Chris is just so annoying. Like Sonic! Like he goes on every single one of Sonic's adventures. Like yeah. all of them he has to do it. Like, I don't know if that's like if they're forced to put a, a Japanese character in there or if that's just Japan trying to do that to get some some of their like dumb humor. But it, whatever it is, it's it's very annoying. Yeah. He's he's just bad like, kid. Let's just let's, we should they should, he should have what, ha- what should have happened in that show is he should have died, and then the characters would have forgotten that he ever existed. That's my pitch, but no one ever listens to me, so... That's and the show's pitch. already been completed. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's that's all we've that's all we've got on Sonic X, but now you guys yeah. know it's... Good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Okay. Even though it's anime, even though anime... You know it is anime, and Chris is super annoying. It's a good show. Yeah. And now so, you guys know it's time for, yeah, right? Yeah, it's time for a Alright, we're back and we're ready to talk about Incredibles, which, uh, watching this film the most recent time, this is a very good movie. Oh, yeah, totally. Brad Bird is just amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. So, our behind-the-scenes nugget is not technically relating to Incredibles, uh, cause, but, cause, cause I, cause I, cause it's not important why, but, um... I, it's, uh, relating to Brad Bird, who, if you didn't know, is the director of this movie. And, semi, a little bonus behind this news nugget, is the voice of Edna Mote in the movie. Oh, I know this. Which, if you didn't know, then he is the voice of Edna. That's not the behind the scenes nugget, but, um, the behind the scenes nugget is that Brad Bird, who is actually, uh, kind of, he started out as an animator, uh, at Disney, and he... Well, the story was he, like, went to, uh, something happened, I forget what it was, and so he went to the, to California, to the Disney Studios, way back when, and, uh, he met with Frank and Ollie, who are, like, two famous animators at Disney, and they were like, no, kid, yeah, you're gonna, you're not gonna make it, we're not gonna see you anytime soon, we're not gonna Hang see on, you. Hang on, Bird? Yes. What?! Uh, so yeah, he started at Disney, and then uh, he met Frank and Ollie, who were like these two famous animators. And like, yeah, you know, you're not gonna, you're gonna lose interest in five years, kid, or three years. I can't remember which one is it. And so he comes back three years later with this little animation that he's done, this little short film of the tortoise and the hare. And so they were like impressed, and so he gets uh, put with this mentor, mentor Milt Cow, Cow, sorry, <laughs> and. Uh, He's kind of like his mentor, and he was like kind of tough on him, but he was in a, like a sweet way or kind of a. And uh, he's he's a famous animator, one of the nine old men at Disney. 
So, uh, Brad Bird and Are they all still alive? No. Nine old men? No. <laughs> They're the nine dead men being... I forget his name. Oh, that's, God. A, that's kind of mean. If they weren't alive, then they'd be the nine that's old, kind of... old men. That was, that was mean. They're nine dead men. Uh, they are dead, though. I'm, obviously. Mean so, that was. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of... And then now he's kind of a director, and he has done Incredibles, Incredibles 2, and Ratatouille. So, there you go. There's Brad Bird's beginnings. BBB. Uh, and let's get into talking about Incredibles, the actual movie of the week this week. So this... overall, this is a very, very good film. Yes, this is an awesome movie. Like, I mean, just re-watching it, I was just like, oh, this movie. I just love every second of this movie. It's just, the pacing is well done, and uh, the, like, it's just a very good movie. The action is great. Brad Bird is always great with action. So it's just a great awesome movie I it's it is like I I don't think I can praise this movie enough it is very good like all the action sequences yeah you're right the action sequences were really good it's very it's paced very well it doesn't feel like they ever slow down yeah there's not really a, uh, except when you're having like a character moment or an emotional moment or something they never really slow down the they movie never, is always moving they never slow down but they never speed up either it's not, like they're, they're, well, it's not like they never speed up. They just never rush. Yeah. They never, it's never a sloppy thing. Everything is well thought out. It's a very... Like... Uh, just very uh, good movies. Now it's, it's not like Solo where they just say he got his last name Solo from an Imperial Guard, which... Yeah. Although I do love Solo, I thought that was very sloppy. There's no sloppy moments in this movie. Everything is just polished and well thought out. It's just a great movie. Actually, I don't think I can say that enough. This is a very good movie. And of course, the voice cast is also the, really good. The cast is very great. You, you also have you have you also have you have Samuel L. Jackson as Frozone, which is amazing. Before he was Nick Fury, but after he was Mace Windu, he was well. Okay, more of the story is before he was Nick Fury, he was another superhero by the name of Frozone, and he nailed it totally. I just, if you guys can't tell, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And I, just this movie is. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you're, you love Samuel Jackson. Yeah, just, like, let's you all, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this movie is packed with memorable moments, and uh, I, said, I say that because we were talking about Samuel Jackson, with the now famous, Where is my super suit? That is just famous. And I remember being so mad, because we watched this one time with our grandmother, who is probably the most faithful listener of this podcast. Yeah. Shout out to... Her, <laughs> uh, I think she listens to every episode. So, um, congratulations! I think she's the only person. Yeah, nice job. We don't even listen to every episode. But like, uh, so any any we had seen quick time, yeah, that there are many. We had just watched Incredibles with her, and we uh, and then we were like, and we looked up on YouTube because this is before Incredibles two. Oh, is there an Incredibles two trailer yet? And so we looked it up, and it was this troll. It was a clickbaiter. Yeah, it was Incredibles two trailer, and it was literally just this. Where is my super suit? Over and over again. It was a 30 second video. Yeah, it was just, where is my super suit? Where is my super suit? Over was, and over again. It was clickbait. And he, he, was, he was a, first off, that guy, right, that guy was a troll. Second, he, he did it for like, he just did it for the views. And he, um, you know, if, if that guy is, if that guy is listening to this podcast, you are me. You you were just a mean person. Well, it's already two years old, almost three. Incredibles two is already almost three years old this year, so it technically wouldn't matter. But still, that guy is mean. Okay. Uh. So yeah. Anyway, about Incredibles one, there are just it's like he made Bradbury created this whole new world, a whole new world of superheroes. Uh, that is different from Marvel, different from DC, different from anything we've well, seen before. Well, some of them are similar to Marvel. Like, yeah. the Incredibles themselves are almost exactly the Fantastic Four. Like, there's not the, their color schemes are not the Well, their color schemes are the same, although they do have, like, although the one difference is they wear red uniforms, <laughs> but they have black gloves, and some of their powers are very similar to Fantastic Four. Like, for example, Elastigirl is just the gender swap of Mr. Fantastic. Violet is basically Invisible Woman. Jack-Jack is... Well, no. Jack Jack's nobody. Jack Jack is nobody. Dash has the attitude of Human Torch, but he has super speed because he didn't. I don't think Brad Bird wanted to make it an exact copy. And then Mister Incredible, of course, is the thing with the, like the super strength. Except he, he just looks like a normal human being. 
And some of the Marvel, uh, Marvel superheroes, some of the superheroes that they came up with are sort of re- relatively. Yeah, like Gazer Beam is like Cyclops. Basically, he's Cyclops. Some of them are based on Marvel and D- I don't know which ones are based on DC. I know I know which ones are based on Marvel. I don't know if there's any based on DC, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are. Like, there's some like, basically like the heroes are basically just a shout out to the Fantastic Four almost. Yeah. So, but we start. So, uh, uh, superheroes are outlawed, which. Uh, and now, if, um, now, speaking of supers and, uh, like, they're the, uh, outlawed by the government and everything, which was a really cool idea and way to take it, uh, so that was very clever on that part. because, like, they didn't trust supers any, they didn't trust supers anymore, and, like, because superheroes kept, like, messing up and causing, like, like, because Mr. Cannibal had saved someone who didn't want to be saved, and he also, the people who saved on the train were, were really injured, and then that's what caused the government to be the government and not trust them. Which I had a qu- I've always or I've thought this for the past couple of years watching this movie is the part when he's like when it shows all the people in the train who got injured. I feel like that's like an unfinished storyboard and they never added the actual clip in there. Yeah, maybe it could be because like it shows all the guys and like they from the train and they all have like bandages and stuff on their necks and stuff and they're all injured and it shows Mister Incredible like sitting there and it looks like a storyboard to me. I feel like that was such an odd choice because they have animation throughout every single part except that one part. Yeah. So I thought I've always thought or thought recently, is that like just a storyboard that they just put in there to fill in the time? Uh, because they were when they were testing how long the movie's gonna be and everything, and then they just never replace it with the actual clip. Yeah, that's that's a little weird. So I've always wondered that, but. And now uh, there is a th- the thing with the government and superheroes. Then the, according to the Pixar theory, uh, the government created superheroes to do something. Clean up their mess. Yeah, and then, and then the superheroes, it wasn't working out, and that's why they shut them down and everything. So if you're a Pixar theorist, uh, that's how that kind of fits in. Someone wrote a book on them, and I think the guy who created the Pixar theory yeah, wrote I a know. book on it. Uh, I read it, and, it, and it's literally setting up part two, and they and there is no part two. And this book came out almost ten years ago. That's a little sad. So, yeah, there's not really a part two. That's makes sense. Anyway, uh, that's how it picks. picks but then it. we also get to see like a very interesting thing of like, what would a superhero? What would it be like for a superhero to have a family? Like a family, and like how would that work? Like if two superheroes were to get married, how how would that work if they had a family? Yeah, and then, that is, uh, and then yeah, we pick up on the on uh, Mister Incredible, who is our main character. If the Incredibles three is about the children, then that would make sense. Actually. That's like the rumors flying around that there it's gonna be about the kids. It's gonna be about Violet Dash and Jack Jack. It would be kind of cool to kind of like, uh, if it is about the children, then I would be okay with it. But I want it to be about Frozone, honestly. Frozone's not a part of the family. Well, that's true, but still, Samuel L. Jackson would get to have his own movie. If it is about the kids, then I will forgive Incredibles 2, but if Incredibles 3 is still about Elastigirl, then I will be mad. That wouldn't be, I don't think that would happen. But if it is about the kids, then I'll be happy, because then it's like a, the first one's about Mr. Incredible, second one's about Elastigirl, third one's about the kids, that would be awesome. That'd yeah, that would be cool. cool. Uh, but in this one, you know, and then Mr. Incredible's in a job, in a, this is, just, the movie is just so clever. And the way it goes, he's he's working for what's the logical thing? Insurance for insurance, but he wants to help people still. So he goes working for an insurance company, uh, but the insurance care, insurance care, insure, insurance, insurance company is uh, insure care. Yeah, they're uh, it's corrupt. They're just wanting. They're not really helping people. They're just helping themselves. Almost. Yes, Rex is invested in the money. Rex is the guy, the same, the person who plays Rex in Toy Story is the same guy who plays Mr. Incredible's boss. Just for, just for any confusion. Well, to clear up any confusion. And then, like, yeah, like, so then, like, these people, the boss is, like, very greedy and just basically, he doesn't care about other people's problems. He's just a selfish boss. He just cares about our people! Starting with our stockholders, Bob! Who's helping them out, huh? Yeah. This is another one that we watched a lot when we were... Yeah, we did watch we did watch this one a lot too. Which I have to mention this. I can't talk about this on podcast without mentioning this. 
uh, and I, so our parents actually went to go see this movie in the theater on like a date or whatever. Do we need to mention this? Yeah, we do. Because they need to feel sorry. Uh, and they actually walked out of the theater. They walked out because they didn't the like it. Thirty minutes, which I am just, I will forever be mad at them for that. How dare they! I am baffled by that, but I'm not gonna like hold it against them. No, there is some sketchy parts uh, with uh, Mr. Incredible going out to do hero work, and Alaska girl thinks it's something different. Well, like Mr. Incredible doesn't like working with Insurgent. He really wants to get back into. The action of like being a, of being a hero again. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think I think maybe, well, because there's some stuff, there's some iffy stuff, uh, where he's like going off, and then she like hears him talking on the phone with Mirage, and yeah. so then Hella get Hella. <laughs> Hell, this isn't Thor. Uh, she gets the wrong idea, and there was actually a scene where she confronts him about it, and she actually like outright says it, and uh, it's pretty iffy. So, uh, it isn't a deleted scene. And wasn't there also a deleted scene where, like, she was a, like, where, like, Mr. Incredible was, like, off with a bunch of other, like, fangirls? Yeah, d- d- she, like, did I tell you about that? And then she got trapped in, like, some kind of, like, pool thing or something like that? What? She got trapped in the laundry, I think? Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was, it was that when, one. When did you see that? I remember watching it once, like, on, like, on, on a DVD where? that we have. Oh, you watched it on the DVD? Yeah, it was it was freaky and weird. <laughs> oh. But anyway, like yeah, it's, and then like Helen's basically just like it was like a nightmare that she had. Mr. Incredible's like uh, doing some questionable things in the deleted scene. Yeah, and it all ties into Brad Bird's philosophy, which I think is a little bit uh, wrong. I don't. I mean, it's I don't a little wrong. Percent agree with it. I understand where he's coming from. He has a point, though. Yeah. When he says that um, not, just because it's a superhero movie doesn't mean it's a kid's movie. I, Although... Some, oh, wait a second. Although, that philosophy... Oh, okay. I always think he says just because it's an animated movie doesn't mean it's a kid's movie. Oh, uh, no. I always get that wrong. But yeah, like, totally. If it's a superhero movie, that doesn't mean it's a kid's movie. Okay, never mind. Brad Bird, you're fine. Yeah, he's always fine. I've always been mad at him for that. Like, <laughs> oh, he's a he's a meanie. He's like, oh, animation's for adults. Anyway, like, I I've been mad at him for that, but no, okay, superhero movie. Like, look at Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool's not technically a superhero. It's more a little more adult. Yeah. So, uh, I okay, Brad Bird, you're forgiven. You have the approved stamp from Eli Hollingsworth. And, uh, oh, I bet he's so happy dancing. Yeah, he's that's the one thing he wanted in his life. Now his life is complete. Uh, but yeah, so incre- so so just crafting this world, and then No Man of Sand, No Man of Sand. I think that's how you say it, No Man of Sand Island. First, I just want to say, like, real quick, like, yeah, Helen is just clearly does not want to get back into the superhero stuff, because she's, like, except, she does not want to get back into the superhero stuff, because, like, she just accepts that it's over, while Bob just kind of really wants to get back into it, because he's, he's, he's bored with his life. What did she say? In, endangering our family again. Just so you, can, so you miss our own son's graduation. I can't believe you don't want to go to your own son's graduation. It's not a graduation. <laughs> we from the fourth grade to the fifth grade. <laughs> it's a ceremony. It's psychotic. They want you. They they keep celebrating, finding new ways to celebrate mediocrity. But when something that someone is genuinely exceptional, that okay, I can just repeat this movie what line for line. And then also, um, I, we already talked. We already mentioned Samuel Jackson earlier because Samuel Jackson is the best. But also, I think Craig T. Nelson, Nelson is great. It's a great Mister Incredible. He does he does an awesome job. And then Holly Hunter, I thought yeah, Craig been, Craig T. Nelson is just amazing. And I thought Holly Hunter was a, was a oh yeah, she's good, awesome too. Like, girl too. Everyone's awesome. I liked I liked the I liked this Dash voice. He fit Dash pretty well. I liked Violet. Violet's voice fit pretty well. I will say basically all so, okay. So basically all of them fit. Oh no! Everyone's awesome in this movie. Even Jack Jack, which I am incredibly biased because Jack 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 and I share the same name. So oh, because he's voiced by someone named Eli. Yeah, we are, we share the same name. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of cast, I, I mentioned this before. Yes, Brad Bird, the director, is the voice of Edna Mode. Yeah, so that's so... If you go Which is Incredibles, like everyone's favorite character. Like, if you go rewatch Incredibles, you just have, you can have, you can have the mindset and realize that's the director doing the voice. Yeah, it's literally a man, and he does just such a good job. He's awesome. Yeah, he does a great job. Edna Mode. He, he and then with the famous now, No Capes... Which is just iconic. And like, 
fit in like half of the superheroes that we have today wear capes though <laughs> which is hilarious because well, they've worn capes forever well, yeah, the, ca- the superheroes that wear capes are Superman, Batman, and there's a bunch, there's a bunch of a Doctor Strange, Thor. They've been around for billions of years. I mean, billions of years now. Bazillion no. of them wear capes, and they don't follow that rule. You know, I don't think any of the new ones that were created though. Mm, interesting. Mm, no capes. Well, no capes. Well, well, yeah, you can never be too careful because sometimes you can get slammed around. By someone grabbing your cape, and then it's just like a Shazam, oh. like some like one of the creatures like grabs his cape and like swings him around. Oh, good point. Uh, so, so no cape is probably no cape is probably a better idea. Like yeah, and even just clever stuff like that, where he was, they were just like, oh, of course, capes are just like dumb. They're just a hindrance to superheroes. And then she just names all these Stratagel fifty seven. Can't come and get her by. This is really dark. <laughs> and then, um. Stratagale, yeah. Express Elevator, Express Elevator. Dynagy, Dynagy. sucked into a vortex. No, no. no caps. No, he says, she said Splashdown sucked into a vortex. Oh, yeah. And then Dynagy was snagged onto something. Dynagy, snag on cave off. Take off. And then, um, Metal Splashdown, Man sucked into a vortex. Metal Man was in the Express Elevator. Metal Man, Express Elevator. Dynagy, sucked into. No, wait. Uh, guy, snag on, take off, splash down, sucked into a vortex, no caps. I could quote this whole movie. I've seen oh, I'd like to see you do that. But not on the podcast. No, <laughs> nope. All right, let's start right now. I'm going to start at the very beginning. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It's not even how the movie starts. But also, can we talk about Mount Madison Island for a second? That place no, Madison is... Madison Island? That is, like, awesome. That is, like, the most tropical island in the, in the entire anime. Like, just world. the scenery and just the design of the thing is just If awesome. that place was a... If that was a real place, I would want to go there. And then just, like, the time, you know, the 50s and just the... The hard... It's the 60s. Oh, the 60s. Uh, just that hard, sharp graphic style is just... Uh, it's so awesome. The... The... Just... Even down to just the designs of everything in this movie. Just that sharp, graphic, simple, simplistic, sorry, not simple, simplistic design is just amazing. And I also, and also thanks to that, I was on the newspaper for Mr. Incredible earlier when he was looking at um, Gazer Beam in the paper. Yeah. Um, I looked at it and it said 1962, so I figured out what year Incredibles 2 is in. Because at the end, with like the dash tracking at the very end of the movie... Um, when it says two months later, I discovered since Incredibles 2 picks up right after Incredibles 1 leaves off, Incredibles 2 is set in 1962. Oh, no. I can't believe... What? What's so important about that? No, it's just, I, I always wonder where, what's, where it was in the timeline. Hey, isn't that when Spider-Man was created? Yeah, it was, actually. Yeah, 1962. It's one of the many... 1962 in August is when Spider-Man first came out. Fun fact. Then Easter... When is it? It takes place in May, though, right? I don't think... Spider-Man, yeah, I think, I think possibly, Spider-Man come out in August. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about the score. I was just thinking about that. The score is awesome. Totally. Michael Giacchino is just like a, a legend. A boss. He's, he's just like, anything he comes into, if I learn that he's doing the music, well, the music's gonna be good, there's no doubt about that. He's also, he's also doing the music for the next Spider-Man movie, so that's, he's gonna rock that, totally. Spider-Man No Way Home. Especially if, if Spider-Man No Way Home is involving multiverse, I wonder what, what kind of control creative things he's gonna come up with for the music for Ooh, that. Ooh, I'm so excited. He's gonna be like, dun, 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 dun. But, if Spider-Man's on the run and the government's chasing him, I wonder what kind of things he's gonna come up with from, like, when the government's trying to hunting him down the chasing him is, around the city. The man is a genius. He's so awesome. Like, yeah. in this, in the incredible score, Glory Days, just, like, it's just iconic. Like, here, if, whew, if you look at, uh, Michael, Michael, uh, Giacchino, he, uh, well, actually, never mind if you guys anything, uh, but he just, Glory Days is super popular, everyone knows Glory Days. It's he also did the music for Up, too. And Ratatouille, and Incredibles 2, wait, Incredibles, Incredibles 2, Ratatouille, go, go, Up, uh, I forgot Cars 2, ones. Cars 2, I did it, I named all six! Isn't there a seven? Oh, is there a seven? I thought there was. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, Incredibles is just—it's just a—it's just, just a really great movie. One of Brad Bird's finest, totally. Brad Bird, I looking at his like resume, he hasn't really directed very many movies, which I was surprised by. He's just like—he also directed Iron Giant, which is really good. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so yeah, the score is awesome, and then no, back to No Man's Land Island. The cast is awesome. The 
well, yeah, the castle's awesome. And then back to no... I, I never knew the how to pronounce it. The Madison Island. The Madison. I love the part where he's, like, infiltrating their base. I always thought that was kind of... Oh, cool. I did, that scene is just awesome. Like, he... Okay, so so just the way this movie, the story plays out is so entertaining and so awesome and so complex and layered at the same time. So, like, they think he's dead and he survives and he learns about Syndrome, the Kronos thing, which I still don't understand. And he goes to investigate. And so he's, like... And so he like jumps down and he infiltrates this like the 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 ball I thing. I think what the Kronos thing is, Gates and me must have must have worn the password to figure out the secrets, so that if any supers were to go there, he put the he uses Cyclops beams to create the password Kronos, so that people so that any of the supers would be able to know the password and get in and figure out that Syndrome's plan. Oh really? That's my guess. Huh, okay, that makes sense. Oh okay. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, okay. I guess I just solved the movie now. Or you did. You're welcome. Uh, but he... So, he's... That whole scene is just amazing. He's like, takes out the guys, and then he's like, in the, in the thing, and then... Oh, it's just so awesome. Like, it's it's such a... It I, also, I also like the designs of the guards, too. I've always thought those looked really good. Oh, yeah, the guards. And then... So, they all look the same. Uh, and then... But when they take off their, uh... They're, when they when they when Dash like knocks the the visor off of one of them, he looks so much different than they all look with the visor. Plus, they all have the visor on and they all look very similar. Yeah, but like stormtroopers, one they can't hit anything. Two, they all look very different. Well, they don't. Sh- what do they shoot? I think they shoot. Oh yeah, they're like shooting guns. Yeah, they can't like, hit anything. <laughs> well, they. They actually do well. They're shooting Violet, and then she like makes a force field, and then she's invisible whenever we see them trying to shoot. Yeah, that's uh, true. And also the da- can we talk about the dash running scene? That scene was just amazing. Oh, uh, just, just like so. So many great things about this movie. Like just the way the action is staged is so exciting, and just so perfect and so awesome. Really so, cool set pieces too. Yeah, like just the whole island itself, and then the beginning when Mister Incredible is. Is fighting the uh, uh, Omni Droid. Just the way the scene plays out and the way it moves is just and it flows yeah. is just awesome. He, he he how they end up in this lava at the bottom like just is genius and so uh, the way he like figures out how to take out the Omni Droid, which then ties into the finale. Oh that yeah, is all awesome. Uh, which is why I would have if it were if I were Marvel, I would have definitely I would have. Probably, I would have probably chosen Brad Bird to direct Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, he would have done such an awesome job. Because especially since he's already done t- technically two Fantastic Four movies. Because Incredibles is basically the formula for how to do a good Fantastic Four movie. Mm, yeah. Like, if, it, if I were Marvel, I would have chosen Brad Bird. But I am interested to see what John Watts will do with it. Yeah. So it's, so it's like he, so he, he, uh, he, he takes out the robot and then. And then the whole infiltrating the base thing. And can we talk about Syndrome for a second, actually? Syndrome was also we pretty good. Syndrome yet. Um, yeah, this is a reused villain motivation, but... Yes, it's, it's, if you guys don't know, this is this is common villain motivation that's been, re, that's been used a lot. It's where the villain feels burned by the hero, like roasted, something like that. And then it motivates them to be the villain. It was the Riddler in Batman Forever, Syndrome in this movie... And then it was Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and then Aldridge Killian, the bad guy from Iron Man 3. Yeah, it's like, Where, like, like some f- nerdy guy gets burned by our hero, and then he becomes a villain. Yeah, like they're like such a big fan of them or something, and then they don't appreciate them enough or something, and so then they get motivated to become their villain. So, but I feel like they added a little extra flair to it with Syndrome. Like, he's like... He's not just wanting to... He's, like, he idolizes Mr. Incredible, so he's, like, trying to basically impress him, kind of. And then he's also trying... Well, he's not really trying to impress him, actually. Uh, he's just trying to, like... He's just trying to, like... And so he takes... He, he's now trying to... He's, tr- he's now trying to take out all supers with his, like... <laughs> and when everyone's super... No, no one will be. Did you see that his face is based off of Brad Bird? Oh, yeah. He, Syndrome himself is kind of... Like the the design of syndrome and the adult syndrome, not the like it's taking inspiration from Bradbury. Yeah, so I if can you see that, if you put Bradbury and syndrome side by side, you can see some similarities. The difference yeah. is that syndrome's wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if we were to see syndrome without a mask, then he would look like Bradbury. Oh yeah, when he's adult, we never see him without the mask on. Yeah, it's a little. Wait a minute, in that Jack Jack Attack short, we do. Yeah. Like, he just okay. Himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Which that's also a very good short. 
Yeah, also was, directed by Brad Bird. <laughs> I'm surprised that he did do that. Brad Bird? Yeah, I was, I was, I'm surprised that he directed a short. And, I mean, Brad Bird to me doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would direct shorts. That, uh, that short always scared me as a kid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can see why, but it is a little freaky, but I, can, I don't really remember being like, that Specifically just the opera music, it like made me nervous. Mozart. It was Mozart I was playing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I need to catch <laughs> like up on my uh, musicians. But, yeah, Syndrome has a pretty good motivation. Uh, and then... Although they should... Although I think they... Although they should, I think they have stopped using that formula. Yeah. And then... Uh, so, yeah. Syndrome was... I think he's... I think he's a pretty good villain. Uh, a lot of people bash the motive that... That villain Although some people do like Syndrome, though. I really yeah. like Syndrome. A lot of people do like Syndrome. I think it was done right with Syndrome. It's just the form. It's just the, his his formula has just been overdone like three, like four different times. I'd rather have this than the dumb twist villain. Like where? Like, like if if I had to pick between Syndrome and Evelyn, I'd choose Syndrome. Yeah, me too. In a heartbeat, like like or Screen Slaver. Oh yeah, Incredible Two. I would definitely choose Evelyn. Syndrome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally choose uh, Syndrome than Screen Slaver. Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and he like does like a superhero pose and there's explosions. He's kind of like Mysterio too, where he's kind of yeah. like po- like he's posing as a hero and like pulling all these like kind of like special effects kind of stuff too. Yeah. Like because yeah. like if you guys don't know the Far From Home oh, story, Mysterio also has the same motivation. <laughs> sort of. He was a big fan, nerdy guy, and then he was burned. He wasn't by nerdy. He, yeah, he, wasn't, he was. No, he wasn't nerdy. He just had a very specific invention, and he tried to convince Mister Stark. To use it, and then he got fired because he was he was like so. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a nerd. He's a so clearly, nerd. this motivation really fits with Spider-Man villains. Yeah, uh, but like I said, just a quick side note: the mysterious story in Far From Home is not the same one from the comics. Because I've actually read the one from the original '60s comics, so there's a few dated stuff in there. But it's a pretty good read. But like the main story is in the original '60s comic, Mysterio had framed Spider-Man. Um, and it was like, and came out as Mysterio to be the hero and take down Spider-Man, who everyone was thought was the bad guy. And that's basically what Syndrome was doing here. Like, he's yeah. very much like Mysterio, posing as a hero and like trying, like everyone, making him believe he's the good guy with all these abilities. I love how every time you, not. I love how every time you say posing as the hero, you do a superhero pose. Like he's <laughs> posing as the hero. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, one, that's what Syndrome does, and two, it's fun. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh. Yeah, but syndrome, I feel like it's that kind of motivation done right. Uh, so I do. Yeah, I can see that. I accept syndrome. So uh, the what, what was I talking about? Uh, so, and then so the syndrome was cool, and then the whole no man Sand island stuff is just awesome. Yeah. It's and then uh, and we get to like the final battle, just like oh sorry, back up. Uh, Jim Carrey reference there from some movie I forget, uh, but. So, like, and then the reveal of Mr. Incredible learning that how long Syndrome has been testing and how he's been testing all of these superheroes and stuff. That Kill was a really cool reveal because he's, like, and, and he's learning, uh, and then he learns Syndrome's master plan to send the Omnidroid over to Metroville and just have it wreak havoc, throw some screaming people, and just when all the hope is lost... Syndrome will save, save the day! <laughs> and, like, we go into, like, the city, where he basically just drops oh, a meteor. remember the story? Drops a meteor, he drops a Oh, wait, I remember, I remember now. So we would always, uh, our parents would always do something. I forget what it was. Maybe they were, uh, doing something bad. I don't know. They were. They're, they're respectable citizens. Uh, but <laughs> we would stay over at the butcher's house. People that we knew when we lived in Virginia. Yes, so, uh, when we lived in Virginia. Now we live in Florida. We moved here in 2013. Uh, we can talk about that some other day, but we would sit there at their, their house, and they had The Incredibles there, and we would watch it there. Uh, we would watch it at their house. The yeah, well, I remember that. We would. Uh, so, and then I remember one time they let us borrow it, and we forgot to return it, and we moved to a different state, and we still have that DVD that we borrowed from them. I think maybe they let us keep it. No, I think it was borrowed. I think it was keep it. I think it was borrowed. And there is a, well, okay, well, yeah, sure. And there is a famous thing that Jake and I will always remember, we will always cherish, is one time we were watching Incredibles at someone else's house, not the Bushers, in, uh, I believe that was Virginia. We had brought it, yeah, it was Virginia. 
And so we had brought it to watch at someone's house. And originally we were going to watch Shrek 3rd. No, it was still in there. It was still in there. Like, yeah, and so it, we just watched the menu for hours. Because <laughs> we didn't know what to do. And so eventually we took out Shrek the 3rd and put in Incredibles. And we were watching Incredibles. We watched it. Like, we got all the way up to when Helen was motivating the kids in the cave. Yeah. And so the, the TV glitched. <laughs> and we will always oh, remember yeah. this. So she goes... Why you're in charge while I'm gone. And Dad, when Dad goes, what? It glitched. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, no, we just start dying. He's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I still laugh. It was amazing. And then I like, just started dying. Yeah, it's like dying of laughter. <laughs> he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was amazing. That's the best technical difficulty that, ever. And after that, it, was, it just went back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, it stopped. I remember we couldn't get it to work from there, and we uh, we didn't end up finishing it. I remember oh, there. wow, that's sad. So, yeah, that's what... Uh, her there yeah so um oh yeah <laughs> yeah i lost my train of thought yeah so that's what happened there and then so and then there's that cool scene where helen brings the kids to you know madison island and she uh borrows the plane from snug and so and then there's a really cool <laughs> and so she and then there's a really cool action sequence with the plane and the missiles and uh and she's very clever, you know, and then how they figure out how to get back. Uh, so, and then, uh, the, f- skipping ahead, uh, the whole family reunites, and we head into our finale, where, uh... Syndrome did not drop a meteor, like I had said earlier, accidentally. He dropped a robot. You just said he dropped a meteor? <laughs> I'm gonna control a space comet! And then, um, he drops, he drops a robot, or Omnidroid, in there. And we have like our final battle where you like, and then we have to set with the classic line, "Where's my super suit? Yes, is my super suit?" And then, um, and then like he's like trying to find it, and then he so like the Incredibles all fight the Omni Droid together. Frozone even joins the fight because Daniel Jackson cannot stay away from a fight, and um, Whoa, so we have is this. Is that passive aggressive? I don't know if it was. Samuel Jackson cannot stay away from a fight. In any movie he's in, it doesn't seem like he can stay away from a fight. But like yeah, he he so like everyone gets like the moment to shine in the spotlight, and everyone's like fighting the Omni Droid. Mister Incredible, being the smart man that he is, decides to use his reference from his past experience with the Omni Droid that the only thing that can beat yeah. it is itself. And so he uses the rocket, shoots it, and the Omni Droid's dead. And then uh, and you no, know, Helen has to push the button, and he. What are you, Helen? What are you waiting for? He's not that high pitched and kitty, but uh, he sounds way more manly than that. Hello? What are you, like, what are you, you waiting, waiting for? A closer target! You got one shot! Oh, man. I can quote this movie all day. Oh, I'd like to see you try. Oh, I will. Okay, then. <laughs> so, like, what would you say about this movie? It's awesome. This is a, Yeah, it's an amazing movie. Just amazing. Is this in my top five? It has sadly, to be in my top five. It, I think it was. I know it was for me. Okay, good. And then, uh, I know also... About this movie, this is the saddest way to end it. First off, they end it with a John Rassenberger cameo as the underminer. <laughs> and then second, they make us wait 14 years for the second movie, which was yeah. so mean. Yeah. They're just like... Yeah, I wonder what... I, I still need to, like, learn the full thing of what happened. Yeah, I wonder what, why that happened. I hope it's not, like, I hope it's not like this for every single Incredibles movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yes... I would. It's a very good movie. It's definitely in my top five. It's definitely top five. Oh, it's period. awesome. This it's is probably like one of the best. Fantastic movie. This is probably one of the best superhero movies. Like period. Like yeah, totally, totally awesome. Uh, yeah. So, like when it comes to like all superhero movies in general, I'd say this is like top ten easily. Yeah, easily eight or above. Eight. Yeah, definitely. Nine. I definitely. I would definitely. I would also give this because this is my top top five. But it's probably I forgot. Like, I can't remember what number it was, but I would definitely give it like a nine point. Oh, it was number three. I'm going to give it like a 9.5 out of 10. This one's awesome. What would you give it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly, but I'd definitely give it above an 8. Easily. I can't give it anything below an 8 because it's just too awesome. Wait, can't you give it like a 9 or something? Yeah, I can give it a 9. I don't know. I feel like that's higher than something in my top other stuff. Mm, I understand that, but okay. I don't know. This movie is just fantastic. 
Yes, a great yes, movie. So Brad Bird rocks. Definitely <laughs> awesome. B B minus or or hashtag Brad Bird FF four. That's what I want that to be a hashtag thing. Like if you guys don't know, that's what, that means hashtag Brad Bird for Fantastic Four, but whatever. <laughs> I thought it was Fantastic Four four. <laughs> oh, sorry for F four. Sorry, okay. Brad Bird F four. That's what that's hashtag Brad Bird F four. Someone make that a thing. But anyway, but anyway, that's just all. All right, Jake, close us out. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to watch Eli at Hollingsworth Enterprises and me at JBH Studios, both on YouTube. And also be sure to watch us at Minecraft Madness, Hollingsworth Gaming, and the Movie Majors and the Movie Majors YouTube channel, which was where we'll be having the live stream. Yes. They keep keep listening to this podcast. And remember, this, this isn't, isn't recording. recording. It's, it's talking with style. style.